Guess what? I think we're all going to learn something today. If you listen to this show, OWC Radio, you know that I love learning new things, especially anything that improves my creative skills. You probably also know that I'm a filmmaker, and that means writing, directing, producing, shooting, etc. And you follow me on social media, perhaps you may have seen my still photography. So if I told you that I have multiple monitors on every computer in the studio, would you believe me? Probably, right? But here's the challenge, color. And not just with the monitors, color in general. It's just so subjective. How do I match color? How do I make sure the color's accurate? What does accurate even mean? Along comes Calibrite, powered by X-Rite, and an undisputed expert on the subject, Brenda Hipsher, the VP of Sales and Marketing for Calibrite. For over 29 years, she's been conducting webinars, educational initiatives, and more, all aimed at us, photographers and creatives, on the topic of color management. By the way, 18 of those years were spent in the lab business. It doesn't get any better than that. Would you agree that she's an expert? Yes, she is. And I'm so excited to speak with her. Coming up very soon, Brenda Hipsher of Calibrite. It's time for OWC Radio. Tech Talk with Creatives. Conversations with host Serena Catania. Brenda Hibsher, VP of Sales and Marketing at Calibrite. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I've been bragging about you to our audience, and I stumbled across Calibrite. I haven't used it yet, so I have lots of questions for you. How are you today? I'm well, thank you. Well, there's a reason why you stumbled across Calibrite, because it was just born on July 1st. So Good. it's my new baby. No wonder. Okay. Well, I don't feel so bad now. No, not at all. But this sounds really fascinating for people in our business who work in either video or film, any kind of content creator. Color is really important. Oh, absolutely. I would say color, contrast, and luminance or brightness, that's it. Of course, we have sound, which we all know is in some ways uh, the hardest part of our jobs. But color, contrast, and luminance is the heart of everything we do. And sometimes we can produce the most brilliant content. And bad sound or bad color or bad luminance or high, low contrast can just sink it. Absolutely. Color is psychologically and story-wise very, very important. So for people who don't know, me included, can you explain to us a little bit about how Calibrite works? Sure. Well, Calibrite was previously known as X-Rite i1 products or X-Rite Color Monkey products. So the way color management works for monitors, let's just stick with monitors for a minute, is every monitor that comes out of the box is set to some native setting. Most of the monitors that we buy are designed to view internet content, watch movies, that sort of thing. They're not designed to edit video or edit photographs, so they are quite blue. They are very high contrast and they are just eye poking bright. Now, why is that? It's because internet content looks jazzier when it's a little bit blue, very high contrast and overly bright. So most of the monitors that are produced in the world and most of the monitors that most of us use 
come out of the box this way. Now, if we edit video or we edit photos on a monitor that is too bright, too contrasting, and too blue, we are going to get product that is too dark, too flat, and a little bit too warm. So in my work with the photo video industry and has most of my work has been in the photography industry in my past because it's very, very long. So the big complaint is, you know, I edit it. It looks great on my monitor, but when I try to make a print or when I look at it on my client's monitor that has a calibrated and profiled monitor, it looks horrible. So the way these color management solutions work is they're comprised of a piece of hardware and a piece of software, and they work together. They talk to each other. So the software is going to send a series of colors and luminance patches to your monitor. The device is going to measure what your monitor is producing. And then it sends that information back to the software who says, I sent this, I got this. Now let me make a correction table, what we call a lookup table, and what was later referred to as a profile so that this monitor produces color as accurately as it possibly can. It's very simple and it's actually very easy to use. Is that based on color charts, the standard classic color charts? Yeah, I mean, over the years, X-Rite developed uh, patch sets that were particularly useful. So I remember when the patch sets for X-Rite were really just shades of the primary and secondary colors. And then in the last five, six, seven years, the software has integrated more subtle tones, uh, more pastels, more in-between colors between the primary and secondary colors, red, green, and blue, cyan, magenta, and yellow. So this is where X-Rite's expertise really comes into play because they've been in this business for many, many years, and all of this historic engineering knowledge is brought forward with every product, every series of software. So how did Calibrite get born? X-Rite decided that they no longer wanted to make products in the consumer photo and video market. They still make very high-end spectral photometers, all kinds of things in industrial applications, packaging. They really are the standard in the industry. So Calibrite was formed to bring these products that have been so useful to the photo and video market back into global distribution and the products. We literally have the same factory that made the X-Rite devices make Calibrite devices. They are the same devices with the same components made on the same assembly lines by the same people in the same factories. And it's the same way with the color charts that we use for calibrating cameras. We believe in X-Rite. We know what X-Rite technology is. And so everything we do as Calibrite is really based on this core technology, historical knowledge that X-Rite has. Amazing. I am so glad you're there. I can't even tell you. So let me just give you a couple of scenarios. And these are things that I live with every day for example, and then maybe this will help other people like me out there. I have two different monitors 
from two different manufacturers. When I'm working this particular edit bay, I'm in this primarily for audio and video. I can calibrate using my eye because Apple will take you through that silly little thing that it does. But the light in the room changes during the day and I can't match the color no matter how I try between the two monitors. And I never know what it's going to look like when I output it for the world because sometimes I don't use a colorist. So Calibrite's going to solve that problem, right? Absolutely. And, and I will tell you that this is the number one thing people say to me. They say, well, I edit with my eyes, so I'll just set up my monitor with my eyes. And I actually do a whole program that steps through step-by-step step, showing people why eyes are wonderful, magical organs in our bodies, but they are not devices that can be calibrated so that it can set up a monitor to an industry standard. Doesn't your eye, after a while, you're looking at something and your eye is so smart, it adjusts it. Absolutely, 100%. If you put on yellow sunglasses to drive in the rain and you take them off, everything looks blue. If you have a green wall behind your monitors while you're editing, everything you edit will be magenta. This is the way eyes work. They're doing what they're supposed to do. So what we need is something to bring our monitor color, contrast, and luminance to an industry standard. The next thing that people say to me all the time is, why do I need to bother to calibrate and profile my monitor when I have no way to control what other people are going to look at it on? And this is one of my favorite questions, because this goes right back to too bright, too contrasty, and too blue. If I edit something on a monitor that is, as we said, too bright, too contrasting, and too blue, it's going to be too dark, too flat, too warm. When I take that to a client who has a calibrated monitor, guess what? It's going to look too dark, too flat, and too warm. And if person number two's product looks nice and tasty on their calibrated monitor, Guess who's going to get the job? Guess who's going to get published? Guess who's going to get posted? <laughs> there you go. We like that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so that's one thing. If I calibrate and profile my monitor and someone looks at it, my product on a monitor that's too bright, too contrasty, and too blue, it's going to have the same snap, pop that any other content that's professionally created is going to have. It's not going to look washed out. It's not going to look overly contrasty or flat. It's going to be right. So uh, Calibrite is software that you install on your hard drive. Yep. And then it will adjust your monitors. It's software and hardware. So this, it's, a, it's a piece of hardware that works with a piece of software. Okay. So it's like an external hard drive type of device? Yep. You plug it right into a USB or a USB-C. Your computer knows that it's there. You open the software. The software sees it and begins to tell you what to do. So then you can adjust your monitors in the room according to the time of day so they look okay for your eyes, but you don't have to worry about whether or not the output is going to be broadcast standard or how does that work? Here's the thing. If I'm going to look at my email, I'm going to turn the brightness all the way up. Right. If I'm going to look at something, you know, that's got deep shadows, I want to look at some movie that's got deep shadows. I, like you, have two monitors sitting right in front of me. One is a very high quality BenQ monitor that's designed for video and photo editing. 
The other is an LG 32-inch monitor that's designed to look at content. Now, I calibrate and profile both of those because my eye is trained and it drives me nuts when one doesn't match the other. Will they ever match perfectly? No, they can't. Because remember, the product can only give you the best color that your monitor can produce. And every monitor, every device, every camera, every printer, every everything has a different collection of colors called a color gamut that it produces. And so color management means that my camera can talk to my monitor, can talk to my printer, can talk to my output source. So calibration and profile, what we call color management in the industry, is nothing but a translator between all of these devices. Wow. I'm still just trying to understand all of this. If I'm working with media, does it also balance the color in the media or is it primarily concerned with the monitors? For example, if I have a scene that for crazy reasons was shot with a combination of, say, uh, a Sony DSLR and a black magic camera, their color gamuts are completely different. A colorist would go in and they would balance that footage out and make it match. Does Calibrite do anything like that? Or is it simply concerned with what we're looking at in terms of the monitors? Well, Calibrite Color Checker does make devices for calibrating your monitor, but we also make Color Checker charts that are designed to help calibrate your cameras one to the other. This is a version of a Color Checker Passport photo. The video version of this has a different set of patches that works with a lot of the editing software and gives you things that will work with your RGB parade, that will work with your vector scopes, that will assist you in bringing your footage from two different cameras to a central balance, and then you can grade. So there are two issues, particularly with video on two different cameras. So two different cameras for sure are going to give you two different products. In fact, two different cameras of the same type will often give you different color because the sensors inside the cameras, it's almost impossible to standardize them. Now they're getting much better, but when you start going from something that is a a log camera to something that is a compressed camera with a LUT already applied. And a lot of your audience is going to know exactly what I'm saying. And some of them are going to hear. (laughs) The issue is these targets are going to give you something to set a standard to. And once you get those two cameras looking nearly the same, now you can grade it however you want to. You don't have to spend all your time going to try to get something that's way off to look the same, get it to look the same to start with. And now you apply the same settings to both cameras to grade it like you want it. That's awesome. You know, I'm just wondering about your opinion on this because I'm always been of the opinion that I don't like to use LUTs until I get into post if I need them then. But, But I like to shoot raw. I like to shoot with the cameras, the way they shoot so that everything comes out looking native. 
And then I know sometimes if you're working with, for example, if you're doing something for advertising, you've got a team standing behind you, you might want to temporarily put a LUD on, but do you agree with that way of working or? You know, this is one of those things that is so personal. This is sort of like asking a fine art printer, do you print from a pro photo RGB file or do you insist on compressing it down to Adobe RGB? It's a matter of preference, but you hit on a very important point. And that is if you're on a set where people are looking at iPads and so forth and they want to see what it's going to look like, you're going to have to apply LUT. Yeah. So maybe it's a LUT that you show them what it's going to look like and then you actually shoot the scene log or raw. There's a hundred different ways to do it. But no matter what you do, you got to have that monitor calibrated and profile. There you go. This is wonderful news. So you have a product called, we've talked a little bit about Color Checker. What about Luminar? We are promoting Luminar AI software from now till the end of the year. If you buy one of our Calibrite Color Checker colorimeters or the little studio spectrophotometer, we arranged with Luminar AI to give away a free copy of this. This is not a subscription. It's not a 90-day trial. It is a full software version for two devices of Luminar AI. So this is just a promotion we're running. We're not connected directly to Luminar. We do promotions like this with various software companies throughout the years because we know our customers like to use these software packages. And so it helps us. You get something that's absolutely free. Yeah, that's that sounds great. So Calibrite works on any platform, Mac, PC? Mac, PC, nothing beyond that. We're not in the, in the other worlds, but 99.9% of us are on Macs and PCs. So yes. And in terms of the NLEs, does it work with Avid, Final Cut, Premiere, Resolve? Well, DaVinci Resolve actually has a one-click that works with one of the photo charts and with the video charts. They have a one-click, sort of a standard color correction. Again, not to grade your footage, but to get two cameras to the same place. I use it with Premiere all the time uh, using vector scopes. When I have multiple cameras, you just run five seconds of footage. And then when you get into your edit, you just bring each camera to a norm and boom, you edit just whatever you want to put in. I'm glad you talked about the eyes adjusting because even with still photography, you can be working in Lightroom, for example, and you can adjust and you can get things exactly the way you like it, but you're staring at it for sometimes an hour at a time. That's right. And then you go away and you come back the next day to just double check it. That's why I tell people don't output anything immediately. Give yourself a minute, come back to it, and then it doesn't look the same. You know, you, you mentioned earlier about color being emotional. Yes. There is a reason why people say that they're seeing red when they're angry or that they're green with envy. And that is because our eyes literally shift in how we see color when we have strong emotion, when we're tired, when we're hungry. So it is very important to look carefully after your physical and emotional being when you're about to edit because you want your eye to be as standard as it possibly can be. I've never heard that in terms of editing. 
That's so smart, though. It's really smart. In the 80s, I ran a color lab, and we always ran our tests and did our critical color correction in the morning when people were fresh and fed and nobody had made them angry yet for the day. (laughs) And then we applied them in the afternoon and made the final prints. Anybody who's run a lab knows this. How did you get into the lab business to begin with? I want to know your backstory. So when I was nine years old, I got a little photo kit for Christmas. That's what I asked for. I was fascinated by photography. And I blacked in my grandmother's bathroom and mixed up my first photographic chemistry and processed my first little four by five pieces of paper. By the time I was 13, we had a family friend who was dating a guy who had a freestanding dark room, medium format cameras, 35 millimeter cameras, enlargers, everything. And he took me under his wing and taught me a lot of this stuff. So I just fell in love with it. So I have spent my entire career in the photo and now the video industry. And this is the golden age of image creation, whether it's moving, whether it's media, whether it's video, photo, it doesn't matter. This is the golden age. We now have cameras that can capture a range of luminance and color that we never have had before. Our creative vision, whatever we can dream up, we can do now. So there's never been a better time to be creating photo, video, media of any kind. Are you in love with the smell of fixer? I am. Fixer, stop bath, yeah. If people have never developed their own negatives, they're not going to understand that. But there's something about standing in a dark room with that little red light off to the side and mixing those chemicals and watching things come to life in the bath. But you just said what it's all about. The reason we have an emotional connection to that is I will never in my life ever attain the level of excitement I felt the first time I ever saw an image come up in a tray. Yeah. But that is really the basis of creativity, isn't it? Yeah. That kind of emotional aha. Oh my goodness. Look, look. Right. Yeah. It gives me cold chills just thinking about it. But that's what we do every single day when we create advertising, when we create stills that go on websites, just because print is not king anymore, that doesn't mean that still and video images have gone away. Still images, in some ways, are more important now than they ever have been because they tell a story in a different way. It does. Do you think people are now moving back a little bit towards analog, towards film? A lot of people are actually looking for and using the film cameras. Yes, they are. There's a joke in my industry that says if you go to Brooklyn, you can't find a kid with a digital camera around his neck. Really? Yeah. And there was a time when E6 film was not even made anymore. And now it's started back up again. And that is in not so much because of the photo industry, but more because the film industry now wants to see that 35 millimeter film, that 70 millimeter film. I've got a vinyl record player downstairs. You know, I listen to it on a great Bluetooth speaker that's hooked up to this turntable that I have, but there's nothing like vinyl. It's a different quality sound, just like film is a different experience to look at. You know what I do? I go to the local Goodwill 
and I go immediately to the video and music section and I buy every vinyl album that they have because people are getting rid of them. And I absolutely love it. I think the sound is incomparable. And also it's an emotional experience, I guess, for me. You and I are so much alike. This is awesome. I was in an airport two weeks ago. In Hudson News, they were selling vinyl records. You're kidding. Oh, no, there we go. album size vinyl records. Everything old is new again. <laughs> you know, the whole idea of which monitor to buy, we need to talk again in more detail, perhaps, and have you give us some advice about how to equip ourselves so that we're starting out with something that really is going to give us a leg up in terms of color. Brenda, I don't think you want to get into recommending monitors or anything like that, but do you have some general advice for us when we're picking a monitor that we're going to use for video or for stills? What should we look for? Well, I think the really important thing is that there are some wonderful HDR monitors out there, especially if you're doing content creation in video. They will let you see down into the shadows more clearly. They will give you better color rendition when you get down into those shadows where things want to start to pixelate a little bit. And then our Calibrite Color Checker Display Plus lets you calibrate those monitors to their best effect and see down into those shadows and so forth. So there's a lot of styling now with grading where things are dark and they're moody and and a, a lot of deep shadow stuff. If you're doing that, you really need to get yourself a monitor that has the capacity to show you that gradation. So HDR monitors, the 4K, most of those are HDR monitors. So that's the big plus for them. Some people are going to want to calibrate monitors that are on set outside and they want to have a super bright monitor. So again, the Calibrite Color Checker Display Plus will let you run a luminance level and measure a luminance level above a thousand nits. Not something that you're going to use generally to do editing in photo or video because we run more around 120 for photo and about 160 for film and video. But when you're outside and you've got to fight the sunlight, you got to get the image so that you can get some kind of reasonable view to the people that are standing around it. So, you know, you always have to remember what you're going to use the tool for. My general advice is buy as much monitor as you can afford and then regularly calibrate and profile it. And you're going to be ahead of 90% of the rest of the people. I think what you've got is just awesome. You know, I do worry about the nits and how high it's getting and wondering if my eyes are going to get destroyed by some of these, these monitors that we're using because they are, they're quite bright. You don't want to edit on a monitor that bright. So you don't want to be looking at them. And I don't know about you, but even when I'm sitting in my office looking at content, the only time I really ever turn a monitor up on my laptops or my desktop is when uh, there's a lot of sun in the environment and my eyes are already squeezed down. So I need that monitor to be bright. If I'm in a legit editing environment, which is a dim-ish room, hopefully with the outside light controlled in some, some way, and that doesn't have to be dark, you know, don't, don't drive yourself nut, but dim-ish, then you don't need to have that monitor that bright. And the standard in the industries, like I say, is in photo, it's 100 to 120. We're now thinking that in video, it probably should go for 120 to 160. So that's a little bit in flux, but you're not going to go much past that to edit. 
the issue is if you have a super bright monitor that has the capacity to produce over a thousand nits, you want to have a device to calibrate and profile it that can read over a thousand nits. Because if it can't, then your profile is going to be clipped in your highlights. Well, I am so glad that I found you and I hope a lot of other people do because we really need this. Where do people go to learn more? C-A-L-I-B-R-I-T-E dot com, right? Calibration done right, just like X right. Brenda, I wish you the best of luck with this. And I urge everybody, go to Calibrite.com, check it out, see what you can do to make your work a lot better to look at, more accurate for color, and you will make your colorist very, very happy and your customers will be happy. Absolutely. So thank you so much. You have a wonderful day. And everybody, thanks for listening. This is Serena Catania signing off. I've been talking with Brenda Hipsher, the VP of Sales and Marketing at Calibrite. And remember what I always tell you, get up off your chairs and go do something absolutely wonderful today. Have a great day. 